0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan
1: of the whole gospel, particularly the resurrection portion of it, right? There were people who were coming into the church telling lies and, and, and saying that Jesus really didn't rise from the dead. And so that's very serious because uh, it, it, it basically um, denies the gospel, And if the gospel is denied, then the message is futile and we are still in our sins. And that's what he's going to be speaking about. But he begins in the chapter by telling them, you know, this gospel that was declared to you is so important. He says, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if. You hold fast that word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. And so that gospel is so important. It's by which the Corinthian church stands. It's in which the Corinthian church is saved. And that goes for all of us. All of us. We stand by the truth of the message that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And his death was a sacrificial death for our sins on that cross and he was buried and on the third day he rose again according to scriptures and he rose again for our justification if any part of that message is denied if any part of that message is doubted you we are in trouble amen so don't let anybody rob you of the reality of the gospel message by which you stand and so you remember how Jesus predicted his death when he was with his disciples. He predicted to him. Three times it's mentioned he predicted his death to his disciples. In Mark 10, I'll read the portion. You can check it out later. He says, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and scourge him, and spit on him, and kill him. And on the third day, he will rise again. He predicted it. This would happen. He would be crucified. He would be spit upon. He would be abused. But that on the third day, he would rise again. He predicted it, and it came true. You know, when the women, Mary Magdalene and the women went to anoint the the dead body of our Lord, they're in the tomb. They they, they went with the spices early on that resurrection uh, Sunday. And they were concerned, who who will roll away that heavy stone that was sealed? Who will roll it away from for us? And in Mark 16, I'll read a little portion. You can check it out later. It says, but when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb... <coughs> Excuse me, and entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen, he is not here. See the place where they laid him. Right? Mary Magdalene, the first witness. First Corinthians in this chapter, verse 15. In the beginning here of this chapter, Paul says, And that Jesus was seen by Cephas, that's Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present. But some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, the apostle Paul says, as by one born out of due time so many witnesses to the resurrected lord so many witnesses and we know that the enemy has been trying to cause doubt in people concerning the resurrection of our lord even from the beginning we know that on the second on the you know the day that jesus was was uh, on that saturday that the chief priest uh, or or that friday that good friday when he was uh, placed in the tomb that the chief priest and the Pharisees in Matthew 27 had gathered to, uh, to one another, and they went to Pilate, and they t- asked Pilate that, that he would uh, provide for them guards. They said to Pilate, Sir, we remember while he was still alive how that deceiver after three days said, I will rise. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, He has risen from the dead so that the last deception will be worse than the first. And Pilate said to them, you have a guard, go your way, make it secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. And so, you know, the reality is that there was two guards stationed there, that the tomb was sealed, with that Roman uh, seal, it was sealed tight. And those two guards... We're told in Matthew's uh, Gospel, chapter 28, that when the Lord was resurrected, when the when uh, the it, what happened was the earthquake. As you know, the earthquake came first, then an angel of the Lord came and rolled away the stone. We're told that these guards shook for fear and became as dead men, and so they saw what happened. And then we're told in Matthew twenty-eight, eleven, that the guards they came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, "Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while he while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure." So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. The lie was there. And it's Satan trying to cause doubt. He really didn't rise. He really didn't rise. It's a lie. And it's so important for us as Christians today, more than ever, to know that we serve a risen king. That our justification which basically means that because he died on the cross for our sins and his righteousness was placed upon us, that justification means it's it's as if we've never sinned, just as if we've never sinned. All of our sins that we ever committed were placed upon him. And he gives us eternal life. And we need to remember that today for many reasons. Not just because our, our 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 faith hangs on that, but for many reasons, we serve a resurrected God, and 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 when you speak of that the resurrection of the Lord, I mean, you know, we think of victory, we think of hope, we think of strength, we think of faith, we think of not we we were we were losing, we're all depressed, but now, but now we're full of joy and hope because he is risen so that's why the enemy was creeping into the church then and has creeped into the church today so that we have no hope but we have a living hope and that is that jesus christ rose from the dead if in verse 12 we begin with him with paul saying now if christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead how do some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep or those who have died in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiful. Pitiful. That's, that's a, such a, a great word there. And he's just declaring what I had just shared with you. If he's not risen, we have no faith. If he is not risen, we are still in our sins, and we have no hope. But I'm so blessed that our Lord is risen. I'm so blessed. Like I said a couple weeks ago, if not the saddest thing we'll ever face in this world is the death of our loved ones and friends. Death is real. Death, you know, hits us all. Ten out of ten of us will die. Unless we're raptured, ten out of ten of us will experience it. But thanks be to God, it doesn't end here. It doesn't end here. King David said in Psalm 23, verse 6, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the second book of Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Oh, we have an everlasting house waiting for us, guys, in heaven. An everlasting house. We too, who believe in Christ, shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus said in John fourteen one through 2, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. Where I am, there you may also be. Jesus told Martha, right, of Martha and Mary and Lazarus, when he was on his way to, to, to raise Lazarus from the dead after four days, right, he said to her in John eleven twenty five 25 through 27, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come in the world. Do you believe this today, my brothers and sisters, that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you shall never die, shall never die. Our bodies may perish, but the inner man and woman will just transfer to the new body, never losing consciousness of the reality of God. And then Jesus, as he prayed for himself before the cross, he said to the father in John 17, he said, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh. That he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That is eternal life. Jesus is eternal life. If you believe in him, you have eternal life. It's not just something you're going to receive in the future. It's something you have right now. You have eternal life. Oh, it's been a crazy and terribly sad, you know, three weeks, terribly sad. You know, uh, uh, Trisha and Dennis, they were with us when our church was, was, was a home Bible study. And uh, we didn't even know it would turn into doing Sundays and doing the church. There were a young couple moved in the area with their two little baby girls and and they, they got a home for cheap as we did here in Sundance. And they were with us in the beginning for a long time. And uh, they ended up moving to Ukaipa and going to Calvary Chapel, Ukaipa. We kind of always stayed in contact with them. And she's younger than I am, Trisha, and she just passed away, as I shared with you, of cancer. And it was a slow and long, terrible process, guys. And for their, their two young girls, you know, one's a sophomore, I believe, in in, in high school, and the one's a couple years younger, and 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 then my brother Dennis having to deal with it, and she would she would um, be diagnosed with all of these tumors in her in her brain, and then and then and then she uh, she miraculously be healed. And she went from twelve to one, and God kept preserving her and kept. She was a fighter. She was strong, and so you know her outer body was perishing, but the inner woman was strong. And, and, and thank God that their hope was in Christ, the reality that this too shall pass, that you have a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, waiting for you. So it's sad my wife saw her just before she passed, just before. Clarissa's like, I, got, I better stop by now. And, and, you know, she passed the next day and they say that it was uh, that the last time she was conscious was with Clarissa that she came out of it. And and she was warned that that you'll probably won't get any response from her. But she she saw Clarissa and smiled, you know, and uh, these things just crush us. Yeah, we're going to heaven, but it it's so hard because we love, you know, it's so hard. And um. You know, and, and I think of Ramona, uh, Sister Darlene at our church. She also, we used to have the Bible study in her house, Darlene Purcell. <clears throat> She's our Puerto-, Puerto Rican sister from Brooklyn. Great, great sister in the Lord. She's been with us forever. Her mother Ramona, 87 years old, passed away uh, a week ago. Trisha died two weeks ago. Then... Um, and then Ramona, and I was able to spend time with her just a couple days before she passed. And Jimmy was ministering to her so much. And, and just to be by Ramona, just a, a 87-year-old soldier for the Lord, Ramona was. She went to the same church in Brooklyn, New York, for 40 years. Just loved God, loved God. And we were able just to, to minister to her, but watch her her body struggle for error. And, you know, it's like, it's weird because, and you know this as you've experienced being near that, how, you know, it's weird because you see the, the, the body being weaker, but something in your heart and in your spirit tell you, oh, but she's getting ready to see the Lord at any moment. And, and she will not die. Her body, the ten will be done, but the new one will be given. And so... Um, it, it, there's so much, uh, and we're just grateful for God being there for us during those times, you know. It's been an interesting, you know, three weeks, to say the least, and <clears> 2 <throat> Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's such a beautiful word. You know, as Christians, our bodies get older. We suffer sickness. We suffer loss. The apostle Paul is saying, we're not looking at at the physical. We're not looking at at what we can see. Our hope is what we cannot see. That, that we're going to have new bodies. That we're going to be with the Lord in heaven forever. That we are a people that walks by faith, not by sight. That Jesus Christ, our Lord, was resurrected on the third day. He was resurrected on the third day. And you and I will be resurrected when... Our bodies perish, but our spirit moves on. We will rise. And I love it. It's all about faith. It isn't about what you see. It isn't about what you feel. And yes, the enemy of our souls has been trying to cause confusion and doubt from, from, the, from the day Jesus was risen. I'm just trying to cause doubt in the world about his resurrection. But it's not the enemy, really, that I'm concerned about as much as our own heart and our own flesh. The Bible says that if your heart condemns you, he is greater than your heart. Because our feelings, our feelings, I don't feel like I should praise him. I don't feel uh, uh, good today. You know, that experience is called the human condition. And it's normal for everyone. Get over ourselves, god would say and how you feel feelings are irrelevant i'm hitting the drum back there trying to work myself up i am i'm not lying i'm trying to work myself into the spirit lord i've been trying to work myself into the spirit the moment i woke up out of bed this morning because that's our job my body is like oh oh no Our body's like, you know, stay home. Don't be around people. You chill. You know, eat a big lumberjack breakfast and just watch it on TV. You know, it's like, nah, dude. Nah, I'm coming into his house and I'm going to praise him because I'm not going to be outdone by the rocks. I'm not going to be outdone by the rocks. You know, it's like the rocks and non-believers have one thing in common. They don't praise the Lord. I know angels are watching. I don't see them. But like we just read, we don't go by the things we see, but it's the things we believe. And if we truly believe God is in this house, we're going to rock and roll at 830. All right. Next week, everybody. (laughs) But 10 out of 10 of us will face death, right? 10 out of 10 of us. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ and having faith in him. We must believe in him that he died and rose from the grave in order to be saved. We must believe it. In First John chapter 5, verse 11 through 12, it says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. That's so serious. That's so black and white. You know, and, and and this is why Jesus said, "I did not come to condemn you." Why didn't he come to condemn the world? Because the world's already condemned. He has come as a as a, as a life-saver to the world. Don't perish, but believe in the the son of God, it's the only name given under heaven by which man can be saved. So many believers wrongly, and I get it. We have compassion. We have feelings. Remember feelings again? I feel that he was a good man. I feel that she was a good man. The Bible doesn't say, if you feel they were good, they're going to heaven. He says, They must believe on him. And that is to put their trust in him. And, and he who is born again, the Bible says, does not sin, does not practice sin. So for all of those friends and family members, you know, who say they love God, they don't go to church, man. They don't, there's no fruit that they love God. And they just tell you that. Don't, don't be deceived as they are. Love them enough to tell them the truth. No. See, cows moo. Dogs bark. Cats meow, and there are certain things that Christians do by which you can tell that they love Christ, and that is obedience. And the reason why I'm that strong is because we want people to get saved. We want people to not be left behind and be here during the tribulation period where they have to die for their faith. And as they say, if you can't live for Christ now, what makes you think that you will die for him later? When you can't buy or sell without taking the mark of the beast. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Yes, it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. But we are also told in scripture that some save by fear. Right? Like uh, um, Jonah, you know, repent or in three days. And that's what they needed. They didn't need kindness. They didn't need flowers and fluffiness and the grace of God. They needed the severe side of the Lord. You're going to die in three days unless you repent. They're just like, we got it. We're done. (laughs) So let the Lord use you as the Spirit guides you. Because that's the gospel message. You must believe in the resurrection. You must believe in Jesus Christ. There is no other way around it. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men the most pit- pitiful. Anyways, you know what he means, right? If Christ you know, didn't, didn't, didn't you know, rise from the dead, then you know he was, I guess, just a good teacher, like so many say. But he wasn't just a good teacher. He's the son of God.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab.